Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast. I'm Tom Barberley, and today the final part of the series associated with not having access to food. I won't call it starvation because people who've really suffered starvation really probably understand this, but certainly of the period of time where I didn't have access to food, this was one of the longest periods of time, and also this was one of the most curious periods of time. The businessman who set up the VR lab sent me to the US, and I worked under his payment, for want of a better term, until October, early October. By that point in time, even though I'd gotten him, I think, three or four employees, which was the requirement for me being there, was actually to help him recruit interesting people in Silicon Valley to work for his business, he wanted to do various shady deals associated with loans for his company and a particular technology co-founder of another company that I may have mentioned previously. And because I wasn't willing to do these kind of deals and because I was interested in like looking independently for like other options because this thing had just played on for too long, he stopped funding me completely. So from October, early October to mid to late February, I think it was February 20th, when I finally flew out. And through some irony, I also flew to the UK for like five days in late December, uh, but still through this kind of strange starvation <laughs> cycle. I had very limited access to money and very limited access to food. And through this period of time, what was particularly curious was I moved from Sunnyvale, where I was, to Los Gatos to be closer to a particular co-founder of a particular company and his various people. Over this period of time, I felt fundamentally, and this is me reflecting, at the time I was kind of in a panic survival mode thing, but in reflection, I feel this whole experience was really unbelievably exploitative. I had no means to earn money through this period of time because I didn't have a visa that would continue on. The only source of income that I could get was from outside the US. And obviously, I wasn't going to go back to Australia. I had to either decide to live here illegally, which at least one of my friends did over a period of time through these kind of circumstances, or I had to find a way of just getting out and surviving in some way, shape, or form. And what was particularly curious through this period of time was I remained remarkably close with this particular co-founder and his entourage, even though these people, mainly through their own cognitive issues, their own headspace issues, really weren't resolving any of the issues that I was facing. They put me in a high-rent apartment, although it was owned by a friend of theirs. They still put me in a high-rent apartment. They had me for a period of time working for a woman, and this was like doing basic web design work. Not really heavy work, but certainly time-consuming. And the only payment that I received through this was meals, occasional meals, then for a period of time, I would get like day-old pizza that had been on the counter overnight and these kind of things. I was almost living like a dog through this period of time. And because I didn't have any income, well, I got two short-term loans through this period of time from the um, particular co-founder, which I paid back swiftly when I had income. But through this period of time, I had a bank account which was ever-decreasing, and in order to stifle that decreasing, I was very, very careful about buying food. I would eat typically once a day, sometimes even once every other day. 
I would eat with people sometimes, which kind of allowed me to eat. But in general, my life was very much about reducing my energy, reducing anything that, you know, would take energy. And really, it was a very strange period of time in my life because my my bank balance was decreasing. And I had no means of staying in the US legally. I had limited means of escape. But thankfully, I was able to get a ticket to the UK and then return to the UK following and get a job in the UK very swiftly and continue on my life in the UK and repay the money back. But it was a very curious period of time because I met my wife through this period of time as well. It was a period of time of great contrast in terms of you know, meeting my wife. And, well, sort of afterwards, I we got engaged because obviously I needed money for a ring and things like that. So much changed and shifted, but also I lost a dramatic amount of weight. By the time I got to the UK in February, I could do things like feel my spine through the front of my chest or, um, you know, lower abdomen. And it was all very curious because I had skills associated with surviving without food that I developed over, you know, two prior experiences. And I utilized this to optimize for my survival. By the time I got to the UK the second time, I was really sick. I mean, you can't go for, you know, a couple of months with very little calorific intake and not be really sick. But I survived and I was able to enjoy UK breakfasts and a wide variety of other things to kind of get my general health level back. And it was the last, well, actually, it was probably the second last of this kind of experience. Our move back to Las Vegas was also traumatic, but I did mysteriously somehow through that period of time continue to eat occasionally at least. But the preparation for this kind of stuff and the enacting of this kind of stuff and the general level of terror, I mean, your brain gets into a state, particularly with low calorific intake, where you are really on a survival mode. You lose a lot of the aspects of humor, a lot of the aspects of sociability, and you're just in an environment where you have to work out how you're going to stay as stable as possible. Thankfully, through this period of time, I continued to live in an apartment. I was actually housed. And when I came back, because I came back again in order to propose to my girlfriend, who then became my wife, I also had to shut down this environment and take the small number of possessions that I had uh, and send them on to the UK and also give away a bed, a television set, a bunch of stuff that I kind of accrued over my period of time, but basically greatly reduced set of stuff and just get out of the US. I don't talk about these topics frequently. I don't even like to think about these topics because the precarious nature of this existence was one that I ultimately had to take responsibility for and ultimately had to learn from. They're not particularly a positive narrative, but I think they've certainly shaped my life in a very private sense. And I wanted to talk a little bit more about them in these short funk recordings. Tom Barbelay in San Jose, signing out.